0: On this week's episode, I preview the Christmas Day games. Plus, I give my favorite Christmas Day games from this decade. All that and more on Check the Scoreboard. All right, welcome into episode 44 of Check the Scoreboard Podcast. It is Christmas Eve. I almost said New Year's Eve. It is Christmas Eve. I, cannot, I can't believe, number one, that we've, we've made it here already so far. Number two, I feel like it was just Thanksgiving. And number three, I feel like it was just summer. Uh, but it's Christmas Eve. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to everyone. Uh, de- depending on when you hear this. Happy New Year, depending on when you hear this. Uh, we're going to have a short episode today. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, we are going to talk about the Christmas Day games. Um, and we're going to talk about the standings and, and where teams stand right now. Um, and, and we're going to talk about a little bit, uh, a few of these teams and where they've come. Uh, but first, before we get to that, there has, there's finally been a trade in the NBA. I, I believe last weekend or this past weekend uh, was, was when trades were first eligible to be made and the Utah Jazz have officially made a trade. They've traded um, Jordan Clarkson to the Cleveland Cavaliers for Dante Exum, former first round pick, Dante Exum in a, in a future first round pick. Um, so or let me get that right. let me make sure that's correct um, that it is a future and not and not a um, not a, a second and not and not a first or, or a first and not like a second. but regardless of, of what it was, there there has been a trade made and this is a trade that I think the jazz needed to make. Um, they needed to shake things up. they've been struggling a little bit this year. Uh, they haven't really been themselves. And they haven't really been the team that a lot of us expected them to be. They, they've underachieved. Um, they're not, they're just not playing very good basketball. And along with that, they also, you know, they also waived Jeff Green. So uh, Jeff Green, who they, who they signed in the offseason, he's no longer there. And um, actually they're going to send two, they're going to send two second round picks in the deal for Jordan Clarkson um, to Cleveland at, in exchange. But, uh, things just aren't going well for the Jazz right now. Um, we're going to skip ahead just to go ahead and, and tell you what they are. They're 18 and 12, which isn't terrible, uh, but they're six in the West. Um, you know they're already 12 and seven against you know Western Conference teams. They're they're seven and nine on the road. They're six and four in their last ten. They've just been very inconsistent. Um, they've not been the team um, that a lot of us thought they were. A lot of these players aren't making the impact that that we thought that they would have. So they, they went ahead and, and they made that deal. But uh, jumping in jumping into what we've got here, uh, we're gonna start Eastern Conference and go Western Conference. We usually do Western and go Eastern, um, but I'm gonna switch it up here. So we've got the Bucks at 27 and four, and uh, in, in the number one spot, and, and they've really they've won three games in a row since they you know since they lost to Dallas last week, and one of those wins included a big win uh, last Thursday night against the Los Angeles Lakers on TNT. Um, they looked incredible. They played really great basketball. Giannis hit some really big shots. And that's what you really want to see, right? You want to see Giannis. It's one thing to hit these threes that Giannis uh, has been hitting so far this season against teams like the Bulls and the Pistons, uh, teams that aren't, in, you know, and really even like teams like the Magic and the Nets. Uh, but to hit them against the Lakers, one of the, you know, when people are talking about which team is the best team in the NBA and, and LeBron played that night and Anthony Davis played that night. Um, to really hit those big shots against a team like that lets me know that he is not afraid of the moment. Um, is he going to hit five threes every single time he plays a team like Toronto or the Lakers or the Nuggets or the Celtics? No, he's not. Uh, but if he hits three or four of them, uh, it certainly helps. And he hit five threes at the career high for him in that game against the Lakers. Um, I mean, he shot an incredible – I just, I mean, he played he played a heck of a game. A heck of a game. Um, against the Lakers, I forgot what his stats were against them, but I mean they were they were incredibly wild, and so that that's really been a big boost for them. They also beat the Pacers, um, who have been hot as of late. Um, Indiana has, and you know um, the Bucks are just they 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 have shown themselves to be the best team in basketball. That's what they've shown, even without Bledsoe. Uh, they've shown that they're the best team in basketball. Behind them, you've got the Celtics at twenty and seven. Then you've got a half game behind them. You've got the Heat, who have who have one more loss in the in the, uh, in the loss column, even though they have two more wins in the win column. And then you've got the Raptors at twenty one and nine, who are five and a half back of first place. And tied with them, you've got the Sixers at twenty two and ten, um, who just lost their first home game last week to the Miami Heat, and then lost another uh, game last Friday at home to the Dallas Mavericks without. Luka Doncic, but they had Kristaps Porzingis, and Kristaps had an incredible game. And now some questions are starting to be asked about the Philadelphia 76ers and, and what kind of team they are. And, and I've even seen some questions about, you know, is it time for them to really make a decision on whether to split up Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and, and who would you give up? The obvious question in that scenario is you give up Ben Simmons. Um, you give up the player with the who's shown the least potential. And that's not to say that Simmons doesn't have a ton of potential. He does. I mean, he has extreme potential. It's just that he's not working out. I mean, you can't expect to have, I mean, Simmons against Miami last week only had 12 points. He was four of 10 from the field. He didn't shoot a three. Um, he didn't get a double, you know, I mean, it's just I mean, really, and, and no one played well outside of Embiid who had 33 points. I mean, nobody had more than Simmons 12 besides Embiid. Uh, but I mean, I mean, that goes to say that Horford didn't play well. He only had seven or eight points. Richardson only had 10 points, or you know, so no, no one played well. Tobias Harris only had eight points. So no one played well, but Simmons for him, I mean, he's just in games that really matter, like games against the heat uh, like games against the Mavericks. He didn't play well in that one as, as well either. I mean, you've got, he's got to show up, right? He's got to, he's got to prove himself to be an offensive force Teams have to be able to respect him, right? Giannis is earning that respect by taking these threes and making these threes. Simmons isn't even taking them, and we talked about it last week. Um, He's got to just—he's got to take them, you know. He's got to get comfortable with taking them here in the regular season, so that when the postseason rolls around, that when he takes them, you know, now it'll it'll be about making them. Um, So he's got to earn—he's got to earn the defense's respect, and they don't respect him right now when he's a liability in this offense. And that's why they're sitting here in fifth place, even though they have, you know, 22 wins, which is better than both Boston and Toronto. But they have 10 losses. Um, So they're just, they, when Embiid, now that Embiid is going, he's getting himself going, um, everyone should follow his lead, but that doesn't mean that they don't, they shouldn't pull their own weight. They definitely should. And Tobias Harris is one of those players who usually pulls his own weight. Um, Horford's usually pretty good. Richardson's usually pretty good. And Simmons is the only one that's not really – I mean, he's he was an all-star last year averaging, what, like 18 a game, not like 10 boards and, and like 7 assists. And he's, he's not even close to that this year. I mean, he's not even close to averaging what he averaged as an all-star last year. It's not even close. So he's got to get better, but – um, then you go you go below them. You've got the Pacers at six at twenty one and ten. Um, really, Nate McMillan deserves a ton of credit. I mean, this team last week I talked about their stretch that they were on, winning like eleven of their last thirteen games. Um, they've only lost one game since then, and, and they won. Two, you know, they, they you know they they'd won two more. Um, they were nineteen and nine, and now they're they're twenty one and ten, or nineteen and eight, rather, something like that. But th- this Pacers they they took they took the Raptors in overtime on Monday and they beat them they beat the Raptors in overtime. I mean uh, Justin Holiday Aaron Holiday the Holiday brothers had spectacular games. Sabonis played well and this was a Raptors team that overcame a thirty point deficit to the Mavericks you know the day before so they were on a back and back and they had, they had expended some energy, uh, but the Raptors played well in that game and they were down by ten even in the game against the Pacers and fought back and you know for for Indiana to hang around and they played really good defense at times, and they played solid defense, and they scored more points than the Raptors did to win, and that was a really big win for them. And Nate McMillan, what he's been able to do with this team, uh, with the players that he has without Victor Oladipo, how he's been able to make everything work and get everybody to believe and buy into the system because they do have newer guys coming in, like McConnell. They've got T.J. Warren. They've got Jeremy Lamb. These are guys they just added you know, into the mix. You know, Doug McDermott's playing well for them. Um, I mean, he he did it again he did it last year after Oladipo got hurt and he's doing it again this year so far and that that's worthy of of coach of the year honors or at least consideration for me behind them you've got the nets at 16 and 13 you've got the magic at 8 at 13 and 17 and then you've got the hornets um who are two and a half games back or one and a half games back um, of the of the magic you've got the bulls You've got the Pistons and you've got the Wizards in, in Cleveland and New York and the Hawks. Out West, you've got the Lakers at twenty four and six. They've stumbled a little bit. They've lost their last three. You know, they're going into the Christmas Day games and they may not have LeBron or, or Anthony Davis, but we'll get to that in the second segment. You've got the Nuggets at twenty one and eight who have now all of a sudden won seven in a row and they found their stride. I remember when I was talking about them last week and how they had sort of, you know, they'd been about as disappointing as the, as the jazz were honestly. They've been about as disappointing as 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 the Jazz, and, and now they've won seven in a row. They got a big win against Phoenix last night. Um, they had to come back late in that game. Murray hits the game winning shot, uh, you know. So I mean, this Nuggets team is not rolling, and they'll and they'll play on Christmas Day as well. So uh, they're only two and a half games back of of the Lakers. They both play tomorrow. The Lakers got the Clippers. Um, The Nuggets got the Pelicans. So who knows if if the Lakers lose that game and and Denver wins, it could be a game and a half back of first place, you know, and and it'll look like what it did for at least through Christmas of last year when we had the Nuggets, the Warriors, and the Lakers sitting sitting up there as the top three teams and they were just kind of interchangeably, you know, knocking each other off the top. This year it's the Lakers and, and the Nuggets have sort of clawed their way back in. Um, and then you've got the Rockets who are just behind them at a half game back. They also play on Christmas at 21 and 9. We talked about what Harden's been able to do. Westbrook's playing been playing a lot better lately. Um, you know, they won four games in a row. And then you've got the Clippers at 22 and 10. Uh, you've got the Mavericks at 19 and 10. They've been hanging on. Uh, Chris Stapps has been putting this team on his back a little bit since Luka's been out with his ankle injury. Uh, Luka could return this week, probably will return this week. Uh, he's been running and doing drills and stuff on the court pregame. So. Uh, look to have him back, and then Utah at eighteen and twelve. We talked about their struggles earlier, and, and how they've already made the trade and and and, and waved another guy. And then the Thunder, pleasant surprise, have won four games in a row. Um, three of those games, they've come back from you know fifteen or more down, or, or they or they did at least in back-to-back games, they'd come back from fifteen or more down to win those games. And then you know they had the you know shy. Shai gilgeous Alexander had a career high 32 against Phoenix and then followed that up with another 30 point game the game after that. Um, so the Thunder are rolling and, they, and they're in the seventh spot right now. And then Portland is now clawed the way back into the eighth spot. They're back in the playoff picture at 14 and 17, which isn't great. Um, and they did lose, you know, last night. They did lose Monday night to the Pelicans for the second time this season. But um, they're in the playoff picture. And if they can get it rolling and turned around, and who knows. They could be. Remember when the Jazz just suddenly turned it on after Christmas uh, a couple years ago? Um, That that could be this Portland team. They could. They're starting to find a little cohesion with Carmelo Anthony in their lineup. Um, McCollum's turning it around. Dame's turning it around. Not that he ever lost it, but um, they're finding more cohesion there and within their offense and within their team and their style of play. Um, And if they can just, I mean, if they can just figure out to claw their way, they should be able to claw their way back into the top six. I got to think by now. I don't know if they have enough in them to claw their way into the top four. Uh, they may just—they may be. I mean, there's seven and a half games behind um, the Clippers, who are in the fourth spot. I don't know if that. I don't know if they can make up that ground with the teams that are in front of them. Teams like the Mavericks, you know, Clippers, Rockets, Nuggets, and Lakers. I don't know if they can beat enough of those teams, or if enough of those teams can lose at the right time for the for the Trailblazers to really, you know, jump in it. Um, and, and they could be looking at going on the road in the first round of the playoffs um, and, and having to try to, to pull out a, a big series upset. And you've got the Spurs, you've got the Kings, you got the Suns who are falling off a cliff here. Um, they've lost seven in a row now. They got Aiden back and they, what, they lost their first game with him back and they haven't won in a really long time and they're struggling. Um, they've been in a, a ton of close games uh, and they just haven't been able to pull them out and that just comes down to execution. Um, it comes down to getting defensive stops, and they've had a ton of heartbreakers. I mean, that's at least what – that the, the, the Murray shot was at least the third game winner that they've had over the course of this losing streak. I mean, they've lost a ton of close games. The Patty Mills shot, um, the Murray shot. Um, I mean, just uh, – even against Oklahoma City, they – I mean, Oklahoma City was really one of the only teams to really just blast the Suns. Um, but, I mean, it's just – it's been close. And they've had some some close some close losses. They were they were hanging around with the Rockets for a little bit there, and then the Rockets pulled away in the fourth quarter on Saturday. Um, the Suns team—they're still very young. They don't have they don't have the players. They don't have the bench players to really just keep up with a ton of these teams. And it was a it was a fun thought while it lasted. You know, while teams like Portland and the Spurs were struggling in the beginning of the season, and Phoenix just quite honestly didn't take advantage of those opportunities. They had a loss against the Grizzlies. Um, you know, they had a loss against the Kings in this stretch. They haven't been you know they haven't been taking advantage of Portland really struggling and winning games that they should win they they just haven't um, and and that's what you have to do especially when you're a young team if you're just looking to break in you have to beat these teams who are worse than you who don't have as much talent as you you've got to do it because if you don't uh, if you don't you find yourself in an, in, a, in an 11 spot you find yourself down there with teams like the Grizzlies who are obviously rebuilding. Teams like the Wolves who are disappointing this year Um, and and teams like the Pelicans who, who have suffered injuries themselves and the Warriors who just stink. Um, And so, and there are only four wins better than the Warriors after start, after the sun started out what looks like they were going to, you know, surpass their win total from last year and just a snap. And, and now you you think about them only being three wins better than the Pelicans and four wins better than the Warriors. They've just really struggled. Um, And so, that's where we are in the standings, and that's what we've got. We're going to take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about the Christmas Day games and, and kind of sort of what, what could transpire there. So stick around more. Check the scoreboard coming up after this. All right, welcome back. This is segment two here of episode 44 of Check the Scoreboard, and we're going to jump into the Christmas Day games uh, really fast and, and, and talk about these for a little bit. And to start things off, we got a pretty good matchup. We've got Boston and Toronto. That's Celtics and, and Raptors and in Toronto and Scotiabank. And uh, one of the better matchups of the day. You know, all the matchups are good, but not all of the matchups are good. But of the five matchups, this one probably ranks, I would say, probably third. It could be second, depending on whether or not LeBron and, and Anthony Davis play. Uh, but probably the third best matchup. There's five. Um, and this is probably number three behind Bucks Sixers at two. And, of course, Clippers, Lakers would have to be one unless Anthony Davis and, and LeBron don't play. And then you could, you could bump Toronto and Boston up to two, and you could put the Clippers and Lakers at three. Uh, but, you know, you've, you're talking about Kimba Walker, who, who's up towards the top in, in three-point percentage you know, of all players, and not just three-point percentage, but three-point makes as well. You're talking about Jason Tatum, who's been balling out of his mind. He's probably going to be an all-star. Jalen Brown has been playing very well since he got his contract extension in the offseason. Um, so a really good Boston team, a really solid Boston team. Gordon Hayward, who's rounding back, you know, you know, know, coming back from his broken hand. And you're talking about a Toronto team who are surprising in many, many ways. I mean, 21 wins here to 10 losses. Siakam playing extremely well. Carrying the team, putting the team on his back, but not just that. I mean, we talked about it. I talked about it last week. How how good this team is playing. You know, they've got solid starters who can who do things on both offense and defense. You know, Lowry, Inunabe, um, Powell, who com- you know coming off the bench, Gasol, Ibaka. You know, Rondae Hollis Jefferson. You know, they're getting contributions from guys who you know who you may not have heard of before. And, and Nick Nurse is really He's got the, he's got these guys, much more much like Nate McMillan does with Indiana. Um, even though this Raptors team has a, you know has more star power, but these guys believe in the system. They believe in what their coach does. They believe in what their teammates can do, and they play really well together. And that's how they've been able to be so successful uh, so far this year. Even though everybody may have questioned whether they could be this good without Kawhi Leonard, and now here they are. They're playing on Christmas. They're the first game of the day. And they're gonna they're gonna play on ESPN, and they're gonna try to show everyone around the country, uh, you know why you know why they deserve to be talked about among the the elite teams or, or in the NBA, not just in the Eastern Conference, but in the NBA. And, and I look forward to watching that match because following that, you have got a, a, another good game in Bucks Sixers at two thirty on ABC. Uh, this is a really huge game for the Sixers, the Philadelphia, who who just lost their first two home games um, can bounce back and, and play well against the bucks here um, against the number one team in, in the league in many people's opinions. And, and now I'm convinced they're the best team. Um, you've got Giannis coming in. You've got it. You know, you're going to have the Lopez twins. You're going to have Chris Middleton. You, you, you're going to have, you know, I mean, this bucks team, they got Corver. They got Vincenzo They got Brown. They got—I mean—they just—they got players. They got guys who who play the role. They got a superstar Giannis, who's, who 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 they surround, and they play really good basketball. And Middleton's an all-star. And then you've got Embiid. You've got Horford. You've got Richardson. You've got—I mean—you arguably have individually in terms of talent, better players in Philadelphia than they do in Milwaukee. But how do you play on the court? How do you fit on the court? Can their offense, can Embiid be enough to, to really carry this team over over Milwaukee? That's really what I'll be watching for. Um, is is can Embiid carry these guys? Um, can they pull their own weight? Can Simmons be effective? Um, we know how. We know Giannis. There's not a. We know Giannis is going to take his threes. He's going to attempt them because he's done it all year, um, and he's he's filling it. He crowned himself against the Lakers, which was incredible last Thursday. You know, he said he, he's the king. He crowned himself. It's his league now. That's what he said. Um, and and he's, he's got that confidence, and he should. Um, he should. Whenever you go out and you do the things that you did to that Lakers team and you are Giannis on the – I mean, whenever you do that, you deserve to crown yourself, you know. And, and so you've got all of that coming into Philadelphia, as tough a city as Philadelphia is. And you know what they're expecting. You know the kind of team they are. Philadelphia, who lost on Christmas last year in overtime to the Celtics, uh, After, I mean, that was an incredible game in itself. That was a beautiful game. I, that, was pro- that was the best game of the day um, last year. I mean, that, that, without question, that was the best game of the day last year on Christmas uh, was Sixers-Celtics in Boston. The overtime game, Kyrie going absolutely insane. Embiid had, balling out of his mind. Um, that, that was what a game that was. That was, that was incredible. Uh, but this year you're at home, you've got the best team in the league coming into your house. How do you play? How do you respond? Um, are you going to lose your third home game in you know, in four attempts? Uh, this, this is huge. This is a big game for the Sixers and it's a big game for a lot of them. It'll tell, it'll tell Philadelphia where they are as, as a basketball team, um, depending on how they lose this game. And then following that, I mean, if, if the Bucs-Sixers doesn't live up to the hype, you got a doo-doo game to, to try to – you might even just skip this next game unless you just love watching James Harden and Russell Westbrook play because it's going to be Houston and Golden State, and Golden State has no business. Obviously, the schedules come out before you, you learn about the injuries and things like that to Klay Thompson and Steph Curry. But really, the Warriors have no business being on the court with, with the Rockets here. Um, and it's a, it's a home game for Golden State, but – but Houston might win it. I'm not even kidding. Houston might win this by 30 points. They have no business being on the same court with the, with just the players that they have. Um, that's just the bottom line. Obviously, many things can happen, and anything can happen. But you really might take your Christmas nap during this game. Uh, Harden will probably have a triple-double. He might have 40. He might have 50. Who knows? I don't know if they have anyone who can guard him. I seriously don't. And if they put Draymond on him, then Russ – you know, slashing again to the rim, I, who knows, D'Angelo Russell obviously will be incredible to watch and he'll be wonderful to watch and things like that for the Warriors. But that's about where the buck stops. Um, that's where, that's where it ends for, for Golden State and for Houston. I mean, it's going to be, you want to watch James Harden cook, you want to watch him, you know, do the things that he does. Uh, and that's probably all you'll be watching at five o'clock on ESPN or, or ABC. And then at eight o'clock, You've got Lakers-Clippers. Of course, this would be the best game of the day. This would this is the game that has the most hype around it, obviously because the Clippers beat the Lakers in the, in the opening game of the season. Uh, they came back from whatever they came back from. And now this is the first meeting for the two teams since then. But if, if, if Anthony Davis and, and LeBron don't play, obviously the Clippers should blast them out of the water. Um, the Clippers coming off of a loss against Oklahoma City. That was Paul George's return to Oklahoma City. Um, not that that matters, or not that that has any fueling or anything like that. But uh, you know, you don't want to lose two in a row, especially to a Lakers team who's lost three in a row. Um, you don't want to lose. You don't. You don't want to be the, the team that gets them off the schnide, especially. You don't want to be the Clippers to be the team to lose to the Lakers to snap their losing streak. Um, Twitter is already pretty much pro lakers in the first place and and the clippers don't get any love there um if the clippers want to shut every single lakers hater up especially if lebron and ad play if they beat them on christmas with the lakers technically being the home team here even though they're basically always the home team in la um to beat them when they're the quote home team with anthony davis and lebron christmas day um that that would be that would be a thing. That would be a good thing. It would be a thing in general. You've got Paul George. They've got Paul George this time. Um, they've got Kawhi. They've got Montrez. They've got you know Pat Bev. They've got Lou Will. They've got Zubat. They got Jermichael Green. You know they've got a couple of rookies who stepped up. You know Terrence Mann being one of them. Um, so they got some players. The Clippers do to to combat against the Lakers who who had looked like they were gaining a head of steam and really rolling and had figured this thing out, especially with their players from Rondo talking about Rondo and Avery Bradley who had come back from injury and Dwight Howard, who had figured out his role and, and Javiel McGee and, and Caldwell Pope who had just, you know, who was sort of becoming kind of like the Nick Young or, or the Dwight Howard from, from past and it we turned to Shacton kind of guys and, and it, it really figured it out and he had battled his demons and, and now, he rounded back to playing pretty good basketball for this team, um, and they're going to be. You, I mean, the Lakers going to be hungry. They're going to be looking. They want to win this game. They know what happened the opening game of the season. Um, they don't want to lose that game again. And then the nightcap. You can. I mean, the nightcap. Pretty good game. Um, not the worst game of the day, but it it probably would be. It would be the worst game of the day if if Steph and Claire were 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 healthy and. Um, and it's Pelicans Denver. Um, the Pelicans, who are feisty, they fight. They get after it. They got a big win against Portland. Um, you know, on the road in Portland on on Monday night, and you know they they're led by Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram, who's been who probably should be the most you know the most improved player this year. Um, If you could probably give it to a player more than once, it would be Siakam. I mean, with the way that he's played, but Brandon Ingram certainly deserving of being the most improved player this year so far. Um, Absolutely incredible basketball he's playing. They don't have Zion. Uh, Alonzo Ball had a solid game against Portland on Monday night. Had a couple of putback dunks, had some, 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 some extremely good passes hitting, you know, shooting the ball a lot better. Um, they got Drew Holiday. I mean, they've got some star power. They've got some recognizable names on this on this Pelicans team, and they're going to be going up against the Denver squad. You know, mentioned it earlier. They're on a the winning streak. They won seven games in a row. They look like they've hit their stride. They rebounded from their slow start. Jokic is coming around. He's running into form. Murray's playing a lot better lately. Um, he had the game winner against Phoenix, obviously. Uh, so this team here, this Denver team, is, is they're figuring it out. Um, they're sort of putting it together. They're putting the pieces together. Uh, a team that. That was a, really um, a big, not a, a, a huge surprise last year, but certainly from the, where they were before that you could see in 2017-18 what they were building for in 2018-19. And then they just broke through that wall in 2018-19. And so we had, these ex- we had these expectations, everyone did, I did, of them being that kind of team again, that 2018-19 team in 2019-20, especially with Michael Porter Jr. coming back from injury. After missing his his um, his first year, his what would have been his rookie year, missing that the entire season with his back injury, now he's sort of he's getting some playing time. They're easing him into things, and he's getting more playing time. He, he I mean, he's got a solid looking shot. I mean, his stroke is good. Um, he's given them quality minutes. I mean, he you can see the athletes. You can see the, the the athlete that he is on the basketball court, and he's a really good basketball player. But you can see the kind of plays that he can make, and the kind of energy that he could potentially bring this Denver team when he is one hundred. When they decide to one hundred percent cut him loose and just let him do him, you can see the kind of energy that this guy's going to bring. He is he's a talent. He's got the talent. He's got the ability. He can shoot. He can score. He can slash. He can play defense. He's got the ability. It's there. It's just a matter of when do they want to cut it loose for him. And, and really let him do his thing, um, and, and that's the nightcap. And so, um, like I said, really three, real, three really good basketball games. I'll even bump it up to four. I'll even say the Pelicans-Denver game is going to be pretty good. It's going to be enjoyable. The only game of the day that's going to be Blair is going to be Houston and Golden State. That's the only game, and that's just because Golden State just they don't have enough star power. They don't have Clay. They don't have Steph. They got Draymond, but they, I mean they got D'Lo. Um, but, but who do they have besides that right Who who's Eric Pascal who's Alex Burks uh, and I mean no disrespect to these guys but when you in in comparison to what the Rockets have coming in you know you're kind of like and the average person who doesn't watch Golden State anymore because they don't play on TV anymore they don't know who Eric Pascal is they don't know they don't know that this guy what had like back-to-back 30-point games earlier this year hit a game winner was you know was looking like he was going to be the Warriors' best player this year. They don't know about Alex Burks and, and the kind of contributions he contributed to Utah a few years ago. You know, hidden threes off the bench and being able to be a two-way player. They don't know the kind of players these people are uh, because they don't. They haven't had a chance to watch them because they don't get to watch them because the Warriors stink this year and they pulled all their games. You know, from from the national you know viewing network. So, and if it wasn't Christmas. And if these weren't the only games being played on Christmas, they might have pulled this game as well. Um, so, but that's what you have, and that's what's going into the game. And 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 no disrespect to any basketball player ever, because they're a hundred times better than me. But I mean, just in comparison to what the Rockets have coming in, you kind of you kind of don't know. You kind of don't know some of these guys, and and they probably wouldn't expect you to know who they are, and they probably like it that way. I mean, Pat, they probably some people feed off of. You go and who is Eric Pascal? You know who is that? Uh, it, who I mean, who is Alex Burks? Who is that? Willie Cauley-Stein's on this team. I hadn't heard his name all year. You know, like I forgot he even played in the league. Like sometimes people feed off of that energy, um, and, and it makes them better in the long run. And and who knows? But but they shouldn't. They shouldn't beat Houston, even though they're at home. You know, Chase Center is an Oracle, so it's not like they have the same home court home court factor. This team is not good. Um, but but who knows? They might they might make it closer than they expected against Houston, but I doubt it. It should be a double digit win for Houston. It should be an easy win for Houston. Um, Harden should should go off. They don't really have anyone to guard him. They got Draymond, but I mean, and fortunately, the Warriors are so bad that Draymond could probably guard Harden the entire game when he's in the game. So, um, but that's what it is. That's that's the Christmas Day schedule. Um, that's what we've got. And and that's, and that's this week's episode. Um, real quick, I just want to talk about a few of the probably t- two of my favorite Christmas Day games this decade. I, there's, a, there's a ton of them that come to mind when I think about Christmas Day games um, this decade because I've been watching, really I started watching basketball. I've been watching basketball my entire life, but I can really super duper remember. I always watch the Christmas Day games. That's That's a given. Um, and then when I got to college and I had more time and, you know, I spent more time watching that as well, but the two Christmas day games that really stand out to me are one, the Lakers heat Christmas day game with LeBron, Wade and Bosh in LA playing against Kobe on Christmas. And then you had you know, Wade throws the alley off the backboard to LeBron. That's, that's one of the more memorable ones for me. And then a couple of years ago when the Warriors were in Cleveland and they were playing the Cavaliers. And it was Kevin Durant and LeBron and Steph and Clay and and Jr. and everybody and Kyrie and everybody was throwing fireballs up into the goal. That was pretty exciting and that was pretty energizing. And, and those are those are really just two of the the more memorable ones. And I've got there's one that I just specifically remember in New York because of Carmelo. And, and I think that was the the year that the league um, actually was on strike, and so the season was shortened. And so literally Christmas Day was. Was the first day of the season, and it felt like, I mean, it felt like Christmas more than anything on that day, just because that was the first day. Uh, that was the first day of the season. Carmelo on the court. Um, I mean, so it was it was literally Christmas on Christmas. Uh, just that was the shortened season, but it was man, that was. You just remember things like that because any time a league goes on strike, you remember when the season starts, and for the season to start on Christmas that year. And for the the Knicks to really tip it off, and Carmelo to tip it off, and have the game that he had that day on Christmas. I mean, that was that was special. That was um, that was something. So those are the three Christmas Day games that I will not forget uh, from this decade. And, and there there have been a ton of them. There have been some really good ones, but those are the three that I specifically remember. Wa- excuse me. That I specifically remember watching. Um, that were excited. Of course, that LeBron that LeBron year they had the Christmas Day jerseys. Uh, You know, the Heat and and the Lakers had the Christmas Day jerseys, which was really cool that Adidas did. Um, And so, you know, that was that was a really cool thing that us, you know, that we started looking forward to every single year. And they might have done the Christmas Day jerseys. They probably did like a few years before that and things like that. But I mean, that was I think that was like a really good year for Christmas jerseys. Um, So it was it was a fun time. That was a fun time. But that's that's it. That's episode 44. Uh, that's enough of me rambling and, and talking about things. Um, once again, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to you and your family. You know, Happy New Year. Be safe. Um, you, you know, be safe. Make sure that you are taking the, the proper precautions to to, to do things. Um, certainly, don't drink. Don't drink and drive. Um, be safe out there. If you're going out, if you're going out and you're celebrating with your friends for New Year's, be safe. Take care of yourselves. Um, and, and things like that. So I look forward to, to seeing you guys for episode 45. We'll talk a lot more about uh, the past week's games and, and things like that, and even the Christmas Day games. So stick, you know, uh, thank you all for the support. Find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can find me there. Episode 44. This is really it. Have a wonderful, wonderful holiday.